plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Yes, it does. The power does start now. The party starts now because we're going to be going to the zoo. (laughs) Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel and brought to the airwaves under Be the Star You Are charity, which is very excited to be participating in the metaverse and has uh, NFTs that have dropped. Well, they haven't dropped yet, but they're available for sale at the moment. We're going, the drop is going to be in two weeks and we're going to find out what we bought. Uh, so you can visit that at starstylecommunity.com. And when you buy an NFT, you get a lot of um, uh, exclusive experiences that are going to be augmented and more things to come down the line. So make sure to visit starstylecommunity.com. The miracle moment for today is uh, brought to you by the Star Style Community. Again, starstylecommunity.com. And this is from Zig Ziglar. And I had a, a, you know, the opportunity to actually be on the stage with him um, quite a few years ago before he died. But he was so inspirational. It was, it was just like this amazing time. And what he said, and actually I live by this. This is his quote. The best way to get what you want is to help other people get what they want. And it I think that is so true. We just have to help each other to be the stars they are. Well, you're wondering what's coming up in today's show. And I said we're going to go to the zoo. So we will be doing that in segment one. We're going to find out when is the last time you visited the zoo. And I have recently been with my family. It was really fun. And so I'll be talking about that. In segment two, uh, we'll discuss addiction and influence because in the past, experts always thought that addictions were, you know, were an affliction of the poor. But all the in all these recent years, the scientific studies, they understand that the evidence is showing that the wealthy are actually more at risk for substance abuse. So what can we do about it? We're going to find out. And what do you do after you retire? If you are getting close to retirement age or even young and thinking about it, what's going to be your next step? I mean, sitting in a rocking chair, are you going to travel the world, just play golf, maybe take up a new career? Staying active and curious might be the best bet. So that's all coming up in Star Style. Be the star you are. But before we um, go on the program, again, I just want to announce that the new book, No Barnyard Bullies, which I have written, it's the first children's book, and it's illustrated by Jensen Russell. 
You can check them out at CynthiaBryan.com forward slash books. They have been selling like crazy, and it's so wonderful. Every single email that I'm getting or call or letter is indicating how people love this book. So I'm really excited about it. And then, of course, with the um, the NFTs that are at StarStyleCommunity.com, the first ones, the first 200 are illustrations. They're original art pieces that Jensen has made. And we don't know which ones we will get, but I bought a couple because I want to be in the metaverse. And then the next couple hundred that are going to drop after this will be original photos that I take either from my garden or of the barnyard. So make sure you visit CynthiaBryan.com and you can either click on uh, NFTs or click on the books or the online store and you'll find all of this. Well, it is all happening at the zoo. Simon and Garfunkel had that great song and it, you know, a, a stanza in it was, it's a light and tumble journey from the east side to the park, just a fine and fancy rumble to the zoo. So uh, when the squirrels start collecting piles of acorns and pumpkins, gourds, and squash are adorning the front porches, we know that autumn has finally arrived. And it is a little bit cooler weather here in Northern California. In fact, Southern California, they had rain. And we are all welcoming the fresh air and the respite from the heat waves. Although the East Coast, as we know, has just been suffering from hurricanes and floods and those horrible high winds. So besides gardening, I have always adored animals. And that's probably, oh yes, it is why um, my new children's book series, Stella Bella's Barnyard Adventures, and the first book, No Barnyard Bullies, has been released because when I have the opportunity to meld those two passions together, you know, animals and nature, my heart is very grateful and I feel very invigorated. And just recently with my children and their families, I have been fortunate to spend time at the zoo. I went to both the Oakland Zoo and the San Diego Zoo. Now the San Diego Zoo is considered one of the best zoos in the world. And the Oakland Zoo uh, recently, I think it was during the pandemic actually, kind of did this mega, mega, you know, redo. And it, in my opinion, it is patterned after the San Diego Zoo. And they're both just beautiful. There are monkeys, giraffes, elephants, lions, alligators, wolves, bears, zebras, birds, and more exotic creatures from around the world. They all mingle in these really lush landscapes that feel, you know, very realistic and give the animals plenty of room to roam. There are ponds and streams and waterfalls and lily pads that you can hop over. They all add to that natural, beautiful ambiance. And interestingly, and this is probably most likely on purpose, although if you weren't a gardener, you may not notice it. But being the gardener that I am, I totally noticed it. Many of the species that are planted throughout both of the zoos borrow names from the animal kingdom. So when I say species, I mean plant species that are there. So some of the plant species were birds of paradise, lion's ears, foxtails, 
leopard's bane, zebra plant, snake plant, bear's breeches, turtle head, elephant ears, wolf's bane, goose grass, staghorn ferns, and there are many more. So you can understand that how, uh, to me, it was fascinating how the landscapers intermingled these um, animal named plants into the zoological uh, creations that they had. Again, I'm sure most people don't even notice. And maybe, maybe they notice birds of paradise because those are kind of ubiquitous. But under than that, probably not. But for me, it was really exciting. So walking through the tropical rainforest, they were surrounded by these tall, thick bamboo forests. There were um, there were fern grottos, there were bromeliads and orchids, and you could just listen to the calls of the wild. And it really transported me to many of the travel memories that I have of tangled jungles and saturated rainforests in Africa and South America, where I spent a lot of time. So walking the many paths of both zoos, it was a great way to engage in healthy exercise while fully immersing myself in the sounds and sights of global nature. Now, if you're going to go to the zoo, if you have any children or you can borrow a child for the day or take a niece or nephew or, you know, something, it is so much more fun because they are absolutely mesmerized by the beautiful beasts, the sounds. There's so many uh, hands-on exploratory endeavors that contribute to their knowledge of the inhabitants of this earth. It just helps them be more curious. It opens up a conversation. And the zoo is a happy, familiar atmosphere. It just, it really is just all happening at the zoo. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't been to a healthy, happy zoo that is well done lately, and if you do get to the West Coast, um, but you know, the San Francisco, the Oakland, and the San Diego zoos are really, really quite renowned, and they are really excellent. But after a day of celebrating with children and animals and landscapes, I came home and realized, okay, it is really time to regroup. I have to consider what chores are looming in my own personal paradise. Now, I am waiting for inclement wet weather to transplant the variegated shell ginger that was sent to me by the online plant nursery, Nature's Hills. Spring Meadow Nursery and Proven Winners want me to trial Bouvardia, Estrelita, and Tacoma Chiclet. But I'm keeping things in pots right now. Um, Friends gave me a struggling rose in a container, which I have completely resuscitated to glory. I mean, this morning I counted 12 gorgeous red uh, blooms on it plus buds, which is great. I've been feeding it measured coffee grounds. And um, I was also given um, some avocado slips and banana trees. Now, they're all going to be moved to the forever homes as soon as the thermometer allows. But right now, um, even though the weather's a bit cooler, it's so dry in California. And we just, we're in a drought and we don't have the water. And when I look at the weather, um, the weather on the internet, or um, on the news, it doesn't look like Northern California has any wet weather in the near future. So I'm waiting. And so I just want to encourage you 
that if you have trubs, shri, I mean trubs, shri, that's maybe that's a new word. I need to to uh, adopt that. Shrubs, trees, bushes, or any other plant that's in need of transplanting, my suggestion is always to be patient and wait until all the heat waves have passed and rain is on the horizon. Now, in California, we've had three years of record-breaking drought, and California is bracing for a fourth year without adequate snow or rain. And if you transplant too early in the fall, what's going to happen is your plants may not survive. I tried transplanting some things in late spring, thinking that, you know, the weather was still cool enough, the ground was moist enough, but then the very hot weather came, and just absolutely destroyed things. Because plants, most plants take about three years to acclimate. And so you really have to do it at the right time. Fall is the absolute best time to do any transplanting or replanting or any of that. But you want to wait till there is going to be water. So when the time is right for transplanting, I just want to give you a few tips on how to do it, because just in case, you know, all of a sudden there's going to be rain on your horizon, like what just happened in Southern California, you know, they had these 119 degree days, and then all of a sudden there was thunder, lightning, and, you know, a huge downpour, and the, and the weather was dreary and cold. So first of all, gather all the materials you need. You know, you're going to want gloves and a shovel, a wheelbarrow, a tarp. You'll want some new enriched soil. You'll want mulch and, of course, whatever plants that you're thinking of transplanting. Then pre-dig a hole before you take the plant out of the pot, if you are transplanting from a pot, or before you move a plant from another location. And the hole always needs to be at least one and a half times the size of the root ball. Now, if the shrub is large that you're transplanting, You need to cut it back by a third before transplanting because that will save energy for it to grow. And whether you're digging up a plant or removing it from a container, keep as much soil around the roots as possible. And the reason you want to keep the soil around the roots is you don't want the roots to dry out. So keeping that damp soil and you don't want the roots to get um, get hurt or cut or, you know, anything happen to them while they're in the moving process. Now, if you're moving an existing bush, place it in a tarp or you could put it in a wheelbarrow and that will help keep the root ball intact. Don't just lift it up and shake the dirt off. That is not a good idea. Now, when you get to the new location, double check that the hole is the correct size. If it is too small, just start digging deeper. And if it's too large, refill it with some soil. You don't want it too big because you don't want the bush to be swallowed up. You want to add a small amount of the new soil to the hole and then position the plant upright and straight. You know, make it straight because sometimes when you transplant, they get crooked. So make sure it's straight. And then once it's straight, maybe hold it with one hand, then backfill the hole with good soil Tap it down as you go to eliminate air pockets. And then make sure that the new soil is at the ground level. And once it's at ground level, that's when you can add two or three inches of mulch, which is going to keep the temperature 
consistent. It's going to keep in the moisture. It will keep the soil warm and it will keep the soil cool and it will prevent erosion and runoff. Water slowly but thoroughly. Keep an eye on your new uh, transplant to make sure that the soil never dries out yet is not too wet or soggy. Now, getting back to the zoo. So when you have a free day, consider a fine and fancy ramble to the zoo because the day the zoo really does offer a day of respite from the noise, the congestion, and the distractions of the concrete gen, uh, jungle. And you can visit an oasis of serenity and marvel at nature's magnificence when you do go to the zoo. If you are in the area, I'd love you to mark your calendars on Thursday, October 20th. I will be presenting waterworks to the Moraga Garden Club. You can find more information, moragagardenclub.com. It is all going to be about fountains and water features and ponds. And then another date to um, put on your calendars is Wednesday, October 26th. And that is when the starstylecommunity.com, the first NFT drop of one of a kind art derived from characters in my new book, No Barnyard Bullies. And the they are that I have seen some of them. I don't know which ones I bought because it's I think it's random, but um, they are really, really beautiful. And then the final date as of right now is November 12th, where I will be doing a presentation and book signing at the Richmond Art Point Richmond Art Gallery. And anybody who has bought an NFT, if you come, um, you're going to get a, a free gift. So it's a little bit better for those who brought, bought NFTs. Again, starstylecommunity.com. And to pick up a copy of my book, No Barnyard Bullies, Go to CynthiaBryan.com forward slash online um, hyphen store or just click on the online store and you'll get to it. Okay, well, when we come back from break, we're going to first hit what you do, um, how we can open some possibilities up in retirement and maybe have an encore career. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I will be back in just a jiffy, so hang in there with me. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. 
lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, I appreciate that you are staying with me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Well, each day we are alive, we are getting older, and we need to be grateful for that. And most of us, especially when we're in our 20s, 30s, and even in our early 40s, you're not thinking about retirement. You're, you know, you're just really trying to make it day to day, um, pay your bills, go to work, maybe save a little bit so you can go out and have dinner or a couple drinks or go to a concert or something. But the reality is, is that at some point, um, at, hopefully, you will age enough that it might be time for you to step back. Now, not everybody's ever going to step back, but in the olden days that I think about is that, you know, you used to think of old people, they're the elderly, sitting in a rocking chair on their front porch, kind of, you know, talking about the years gone by and just relaxing, maybe playing with grandchildren or any of that. Now, we know my parents, uh, my family being farmers, farmers just don't retire. <laughs> they, you literally stand into your stand in your field until you can't stand anymore, and um, that's kind of so. I don't I don't have people in my family that retired, but retirement isn't any longer exclusively for that rocking chair or for rest and relaxation, and that's really a good thing. Because what research is showing is that the majority of people who retire uh, from any job, and you know, these days there's no gold watch usually when you retire. I mean, young people are probably going to have something like 20 different jobs in their lifetime. Whereas um, my, my grandparent era was you got one job and you stayed with it. But that kind of loyalty isn't really there anymore. So the interesting thing is when people retire from one job where maybe they're getting a 401k or they have an IRA or they have some kind of pension, uh, many are viewing it as a next chapter in their life. And uh, by doing that, they're actually going to work perhaps in another field. So if you couple the fact that we know how much purpose is important. You know, um, so I, I know that people, no matter what uh, career you're in, we get tied up 
with what we do and what we do becomes who we are. So when you retire, if you don't have a purpose to get up in the morning and your only purpose is to sit in that rocking chair, most likely depression and probably illness is going to set in. So when we have purpose, it leads to a healthier, happier, and longer life. And that means that having an encore career is really the ideal solution. And in fact, the recent U.S. labor market data found that 1.5 million people who retired have re-entered the workforce just in this past year alone. Now, of course, one of the benefits of having an, um, a second career or a third career or an encore career, let's call it, is that you have regular income that you could count on in retirement. And there are so many other reasons that people seek out a new career path later in life. But purpose is really high on that list. You know, another thing is people might want to try a career that they've always been interested in or pursue a passion as well as maybe fulfilling a longing maybe to give back by working with a nonprofit. These are all things that people cite. So if you are looking at uh, the possibility of having another career once you finish your career here, there are many things to think about. Now, you need to prepare and educate yourself for a new career. And there are options that you probably already know. I mean, you might want to ask yourself, are you doing it because you want the extra income? Or are you going to do it because you might get some more re uh, retirement benefits? Or maybe it will increase your Social Security take home. Or maybe it is just the fact that you want to pursue something different. Like, you know, um, let's say you want to be an artist or a dancer or an actor. And it doesn't have to be money making. It could be just something that keeps you curious, keeps you involved, and, and this makes you happy. Now, according to encyclopedias, what is an encore career? It's really a second vocation, but that begins in the latter half of your life. So pursuing a new career path can certainly be exciting, but if you've spent your entire life working in accounting, for example, and now you want to give teaching a try, you might have to go back and do some formal training, not only so that you could be a better teacher, but maybe just to give yourself confidence that you can teach. And the good news here is that every state offers some version of free or subsidized programs for experienced professionals that want to embark on a new career path later in their years. And the offerings can differ among the colleges, and a lot of them will waive tuition fees, and some will even allow you to take like three classes a semester. And it, it might, again, be completely free. So there's a partnership with um, Osher Lifelong Learning Institute. And you can find that information at osherfoundation.org. That's O-S-H-E-R foundation.org. And what they do is they are actually providing grants to universities and colleges across the U.S. And if your area doesn't have a local institution that participates 
they actually also offer online classes. And if you go to that website, osherfoundation.org, you can find a list of the institutions that are participating and find out what they offer and see, you know, what you could take. Now, probably if you've been, you know, um, a radio personality like me, and then you decide you want to be a brain surgeon, well, that may not be the smartest thing to go for because you might need another 12 to 15 years of, of education. But, you know, you could go the opposite if you were a brain surgeon and you decided you wanted to use your expertise to talk about brain health on the radio or do TV segments. So there's a lot of things that you can do. And if your desire to learn isn't really related to um, your the career that you're looking for now, you can just be curious and you could study anything, study astrology, mythology, you know, uh, astronomy, geology. You could study uh, painting, whatever it is that uh, that you fancy. A lot of people in retirement start painting and they become really actually very good artists. But the, the key is to be a lifelong learner. That's what we want to do. And studies indicate that being a lifelong learner um, increases your physical and mental health and it reduces chronic health conditions. It also lowers your rates of depression and anxiety. And the studies also show that all this intellectual stimulation can reduce memory issues and memory loss. And nobody wants to lose their memory. To me, that is probably one of the most horrific things that can happen. So how do you discover your next move? Well, there are a lot of opportunities that you probably are perfectly positioned for with all the experience and knowledge you've gained through your life and career. So the first thing you have to do is to remember it is supposed to be enjoyable. It should be fun. You have spent your life. Now, I'm saying if you are you know, in retirement or thinking of retirement, Basically, what you've done is you spent your life supporting yourself and your family. You've been saving for retirement. You've probably been paying all the bills. And now this is time for you to pursue something that is your priority, to, that's going to fulfill you, that is going to bring you joy. So as you transition out of a full-time work and into this encore career, you want to explore the possibilities and you want to find something that fits you just right. So... A couple of things that come to mind is you could consult in the field you're previously working in. Your, um, your current, if you are working for a company, your current company or even an organization may offer you a role that is easy to shift into. You could also look for some opportunities with nonprofits that you're passionate about. There might be uh, paid opportunities at some nonprofits. Um, maybe you're already involved in them. Or you could volunteer, like Be The Star You Are. We have a lot of volunteer activities. Uh, we do not have any paid, um, paid positions at all. But if somebody wanted to volunteer with their skills, like right now we would love to have a publicist. And it would be just fantastic if we could get a volunteer publicist who had done, uh, you know, uh, lots of publicity in the past and what they want to do now is help be the star you are, get the message out about um, about literacy and illiteracy and how to empower uh, women and families and youth 
as well as promote our books and, you know, fundraise and all those kinds of things. So there's just, there are really a lot of um, great opportunities for you out there. And so if you don't really want to do it for the money, look into the nonprofit sector, because I think that um, there's going to be something that will fit you no matter what it is. Uh, Another thing that you could do would be to reach out to your friends, your family, and, um, you know, and maybe to, to, uh, to some of your colleagues and ask them if they know of anything that might, you know, as people that know you, do they have something in mind that you, they think that you would be good for? I think um, that's a, always a good way. They may have a recommendation and they also might have some experiences to share. And then another thing you could do is you could start your own small business and you can find a need and fill it. I mean, some people have become potters. Other have baked cookies or started baking bread or, you know, there's so many different things. Offer opened a little coffee shop. Whatever it is that, you know, rocks your boat, um, that is something that you, that, that, and again, get back to not only rocks your boat, but really is going to make you happy. And, you know, when you come home, yes, it will be kind of work, but at the same time, it's going to be fun and you're going to feel so good about it. So um, that is really key. And finally, you know, when we get to that age of retirement, it's really a scary time because you have to manage your income. Nobody knows how long they're going to live, but people are are living longer if you don't get some terrible disease or you don't get run over by a bus. So no matter what type of uh, encore career you're pursuing, one of the big questions is what having any kind of income might mean for retirement benefits that you are already receiving, namely Social Security, because you want to consider whether or not, like if if you're uh, retiring early, um, you could start taking Social Security at 62 and a half. But is that the smart thing to do? You probably want to talk to a financial advisor because Social Security is usually more than 50% of most retirement income. But benefits only replace about 40% of your previous income on average. So your age and retirement budget and assets are going to play a part. But it's really important to note that being able to defer your Social Security means a monthly accrual rate that increases your benefit 8% annually until it maxes out at age 70. And what's so fascinating about that is, is that especially right now when the market is so down, and stocks have fallen, and bonds are kind of non-existent, um, that is a guaranteed 8% annually. So you definitely don't want to take it now. You want to wait. And from uh, what I understand is that if you wait until 70, if you're the the uh, full retirement age, which which is called the FRA, let's say your full retirement age is 66, but you defer until you're 70, that's only four years away, you will receive 132% of what you would have if you filed four years earlier. That is a ton. 
So it really, really will benefit you to wait, if at all possible. And so uh, make sure that you understand um, all the, you know, not only Social Security, but what earning income in retirement will mean for you. So again, you probably want to talk to somebody, an accountant or a financial advisor or your banker or somebody who's going to know before you go into that um, into that realm. But getting back to basics, you always want to keep your mind going. You want to be a lifelong learner. You always want to be curious and interested in the next thing. And even if you decide in retirement that you're just garden garden all day or you're going to, you know, uh, build fences or fix up a barn or do upholstery or whatever it is, again, let that joy just sweep into your heart because you're going to do something that you never had time to do throughout your life. And that's something to look forward to um, as we age. So I hope that everybody will have a couple of encore careers. As for me, I absolutely adore what I'm doing. And I'm just going to keep reinventing myself um, until there's nobody left to reinvent. <laughs> and I'll just keep having fun doing it because I love, I kind of love the unexpected. And this is why... I was saying last week, and I'll say it again, I'm having really a good time with this starstylecommunity.com with these NFTs, which I still don't know much about, that I'm learning about, but, um, you know, it's a learning curve. So I get to learn something new, and we'll figure it out as we go. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about affluence and addiction, That is a sad, sad thing. But children of wealth are at higher risk of addiction. So money can either help or hinder that path to recovery. Let's find out how we do that. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I'll be back in a bit. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to look and feel your best? I mean, we all are rushing around. Rush, rush, rush. It seems to be the order of our fast-paced culture. But in order to be successful in business and in life, we must be healthy and we must feel like actually going to work. So here's a few tips to help you face your work life with vigor and enthusiasm. Take mental relaxation breaks by taking a brisk walk outside, preferably where you will get a great view of nature. Laugh away your problems by renting a, you know, a a humorous um, video, movie, whatever. Enjoy a siesta instead of a heavy lunch. Try eating a delicious tropical fruit like a mango or guava, and then go dancing, even if it's just in your living room. Have your teeth cleaned and get a therapeutic massage if you can afford it. Learn to love water. Have a cup of tea with honey and lemon. Control your anger and stop procrastinating. Every tiny thing you do for yourself will improve your overall outlook on life. Look on the bright side, even on cloudy days. 
because a positive attitude lowers anxiety and increases overall health. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, there was a time when addiction was primarily seen as a malady of lower income families. And the cause was supposedly driven by environmental stresses that were really unique to poverty. But in recent decades, the scientific community really understands how addictions have grown. And so, too, is the evidence that the wealthy are more at risk for substance abuse and disorders in early adulthood. And there are so many factors. And it it consists of both nature and nurture. But all of this can contribute to addiction, and it really exacts a heavy toll on everybody's health, on their ambitions, and the trust that people have within a family. And it can also have a very lasting financial damage for not only the afflicted individual who has the addiction, but for their loved ones or their friends. And that can truly hinder any attempts at recovery And it can lead to relapse. And because of the taboo surrounding addiction, many families just face these problems in silence and they don't have any support. So if you have a loved one or a friend who is struggling with addiction, help them seek out uh, a counselor or a professional guidance because substance abuse, abuse counselor can really help. And they can help the person. They can also help the rest of the family create a unified front and encourage that loved one to get help. It also gives a stronger support because there's going to be a lot of difficult decisions to make. And it's a tough one. Now, as part of the recovery plan, too, um, you really want to look at whatever your finances are because... Unfortunately, when addiction hits a family, very often um, the financial support for 
the addicted um, loved one, um, things get things get you know all catawaki. I mean, sometimes the addicted person starts stealing. Um, other times, uh, families want to. They don't mean to enable, but they're trying to help, and it only makes the addiction worse. So, children of affluent families. This is an interesting statistic. Are two to three times more likely to be diagnosed with a addiction by age 26 than the national average. So if you're from a wealthy family, two to three times more. And that's according to research by Arizona State University psychology professor uh, Sunia Luthar. And they are one and a half to two and a half times more likely to experience symptoms of anxiety and depression. Um, there isn't a single unitary factor that's going to explain it all. It's just a problem that derives from multiple levels. But there's a major one, and that is the societal pressure to achieve higher and higher peaks of success. And according to um, this psychology professor, this is reinforced at every level in our culture, causing people to lose their balance and their personal values. I mean, we see this all the time with children of celebrities, of wealthy celebrities, and how in their early 20s, 30s, sometimes it goes on, how um, they are addicted to drugs or alcohol or something else, and they are just flailing. Because it has to be really, really difficult when you have a parent that is um, very wealthy, very well-known. It's probably hard to maintain a state of normalcy. Now, if your sense of self-worth gets tied into how much you can accomplish or, you know, can I be as great as my parents, um, this becomes a problem because you might feel small and adequate. You, you just feel lousy. And the other thing is, is if you live in a state of fear of not achieving, then that is the fertile ground to create some mental illness and definitely unhealthy substance abuse. Now, whatever the cause, uh, Luther said it is unfair to pin the blame slowly, you know, completely on parents or on schools. Um, social commentator, commentators are often eager to do that. Pragmatic dress, uh, drug use counselors encourage families to avoid all blame seeking and instead focus their efforts on supporting their addicted loved ones. But are you protecting or enabling? It is a fine, fine line. So people with addictions tend to lie. And no matter how apparent the lie, the child's need for whatever their, their addiction is, is very powerful. So parents and loved ones tend to, you know, slip them a rent check here or some money for groceries there. And even if they expect that the addicted person may not be using the money for its intended purpose, you know, when you love your child, you feel guilty um, if you're not helping them and you just hope that giving them this little boost of financial help is, you know, going to ease their burden. But often it doesn't. The prevailing guidance among addiction treatment professionals is that freedom from consequences 
actually prevents addicts from finding the road to recovery. Parents are then forced to ask themselves, am I being supportive or am I enabling this addiction? The analogy that I was given when I've talked to psychologists is you have to let them feel the fire. You know, when a child puts their hand on the stove, you can always say, you know, don't touch the stove, don't touch the stove, you're going to get burned. But until you get burned, maybe you don't know what it feels like to get burned. But the fear, of course, for every parent is you could get burned and it could kill you. Or you could do something so horrible and end up in jail or prison or something that could ruin your life. So parents are in a really tough spot because they want to help, but so often they just don't know how. Now, setting boundaries with an adult child can sometimes be the best thing to do. And even when it's hard to say, you know, I'm just here to listen and here's what I can offer. But I also think you'll feel better about yourself if you get professional help or maybe attend a 12-step meeting, which are usually free. And you need to figure this out on your own. And that's, you know, that's hard. Circumstances and the advice of professional addiction counselors can help that person determine uh, what the boundaries could be and should be. And to aid in this, there are also products that can support those boundaries. And they can also help to establish trust. Um, So that's very important. Now, U.S. residents can find professional help through the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. It's called S-A-M-H-S-A. And you can visit findtreatment.sam.com. HSA.gov. Most health insurance plans, if you have health insurance, provide some addiction and mental health benefits. Um, And with or without insurance, the cost of support varies greatly and even among similar types from, you know, no cost peer support organizations like, you know, the 12 step to all inclusive rehab centers that could cost. And this is just this just blows my mind that some Rehab centers cost as much as $80,000 a month. So that would obviously be in the celebrity realm if you had $80,000 a month, which is more than most people make in a year. So most communities have a number of free or subsidized charitable resources available to addicts that need support in recovery. And if your child... um, is an addict, they may also qualify for Medicaid, and that might cover some addiction recovery services. It depends on the state of your residence, so you can check it out. But local support groups are always a good resource for pointing you in the right direction, and that's where you want to go. The financial cost of addiction. An addiction can be just absolutely ruinous to a long-term Um, career or your life, which in turn can create additional stresses that make relapses more likely. So here is just something of the financial fallout. A 30-day drug detox can cost anywhere from $7,200 to $20,400. A three-month outpatient can cost $1,450 to $10,000. A 30-day intensive outpatient, $3,100 to $10,000. And residential programs, 5100 
to, as I said, 80,000. And 82% of people said their loved ones suffered financial harm on account of their substance abuse. 48% said their loved one drained the savings and retirement accounts. 43% uh, reported additional medical and legal expenses. 11% filed for bankruptcy. And um, 42% said their loved one sold assets to gain access to cash. So it's a very scary thing. So as a parent, you may feel like you're willing to burn down everything you built if you'd help your child. But one of the most difficult parts of loving someone with an addiction is recognizing that you cannot fix their problems for them. You can help, you can guide, you can love, but ultimately it's up to them. So good luck, and I hope that helps you. So that's our show for today. Thank you for being with me every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. Make sure you're tuned in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are at this time. And Express Yourself Teen Radio, Sundays, 3 p.m. Pacific. We will always help you change your life and hopefully make your dreams come true and just give you a reason to get up in the morning. For more information about Star Style Productions, to purchase my books, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity, do visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. Or if you go to StarStyleCommunity.com and buy an NFT, your money will be benefiting Be The Star You Are. So you are getting an art piece in the metaverse, and you are also benefiting the charity. So my aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. I want you to see beyond your physical being. Know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And if you pick one book this week, it'll be a fast read, but so fun and meaningful. Make it No Barnyard Bullies, available at CynthiaBryan.com in the online store or wherever you want to get your books. But if you want Be the Star You Are to get any portion of it, it has to be from either BeTheStarYouAre.org or CynthiaBryan.com. Until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan. For Star Style, I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your authentic, unapologetically authentic self. Until next Wednesday, shine brightly. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.